Today we look at leaked documents that give new information about the Pentagon's biolabs in Ukraine. Stay tuned to find out more. friends welcome to another podcast two pods in a week fuck i'm on fire bro well it's absolutely glorious day out there it's wednesday the 23rd of march 2022 and instead of being out on a nice country walk where i should be or down the gym or the pool as i plan to do later on uh i'm stuck in my little office the side of my kitchen doing a pod for you guys right so let's get straight on it then <clears throat> excuse me got a bit of a hoarse throat this morning so leaked documents i love a leaked document so leaked documents give new information about the pentagon program in biolabs in ukraine according to internal documents Pentagon contractors were given full access to all Ukrainian biolabs, while independent experts were denied even a visit. The new revelations challenged the US government's statements that the Pentagon just funded these labs in Ukraine, but had nothing to do with them. Yeah, all right, America, you're full of shit like usual. Last week, US Undersecretary of State Victoria Newland, well, actually a few weeks back now, she confirms that the Ukraine has biological research facilities, we know this, and the US is worried that those research materials may fall into Russian hands. What a fucking joke. What research materials were studied in these labs and why are US officials so worried they may fall into Russian hands? Only God will know that one. And I'm a fucking atheist. American activities in Ukrainian biolabs was funded by the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, the DTRA. So the DTRA allocated $80 million for biological research in Ukraine as of the 30th of July 2020, according to information obtained, <clears throat> obtained from the U.S. Federal Contracts Registry. The U.S. company Black & Veatch Special Projects Corps was tasked with the program. So the Ukrainian biolabs were accessible to Pentagon contractors, but not to independent experts, according to internal documents published on Reddit by an alleged former employee of the Ukrainian Minister, uh, Ministry of Health. The US company Black & Veatch Special Projects Corps was given full access to freely operate in all biolabs in Ukraine that were engaged in biological research activities under the DTRA program, according to a letter dated the 2nd of July 2019 from the Ukrainian Minister of Health to the DTRA in the Ukraine. So while the Pentagon contractors were given full access to all biolabs involved in the DTRA program, independent experts 
were denied such access under the pretext that these biolabs were, uh, were working with especially dangerous pathogens. According to a leaked letter, the Ministry of Health of Ukraine denied experts from the scientific journal problems of innovation and investment development, access to the Pentagon-funded biolabs. The Ministry rejected the proposal made by the scientific journal and did not allow independent public control group of experts to supervise these biolabs. Dirty fuckers. Wanted to hide something, did they? The Ministry of Health of Ukraine considers it inappropriate to create a working group for public control and it is not possible to allow members of the group to enter the premises of labs of especially dangerous infections of the Ministry of Health of Ukraine, according to a letter dated the 21st of October 2016 from the Ukrainian Deputy Minister for European Integration, Oksana Sibak, to the scientific journal problems of innovation and investment development. Another DTRA contractor that opened in Ukraine was CH2M Hill. The American company was awarded a $22.8 million contract between 2020 and 2023 for the reconstruction and equipment of two new biolabs. The State Scientific Research Institute of Laboratory Diagnostics and Veterinary sanitary expertise, God, that's a bit, a bit of a mouthful, <clears throat> and the State Service of Ukraine for Food and Safety Consumer Pro uh, Protection Regional Diagnostic Laboratories. God, blimey, these are long-ass fucking, just abbreviate the fucking lot. According to leaked documents, CH2M Hill was tasked with an $11.6 million programme countering especially dangerous pathogen threats in the Ukraine. So this is a bit of an interesting bit. Um, German and Ukrainian project on bird flu. That's in these leaked documents as well. So the German and Ukrainian scientists conducted biological research on especially dangerous pathogens in birds. And that was 2019 to 2000. Uh, 2019 to 2020. The project was implemented by the Institute of Experimental and Clinical Veterinary Medicine and the Frederick Lerfler Institute, that's in Germany. According to the project's description, the main goal of this project was to carry out sequencing of orthomyoviruses, uh, causative agents of agent, uh, avian flu, that is, uh, genomes as well to discover new viruses in birds. Germany, eh? So according to the Russian Ministry of Defense, the DTRA funded a similar project in Ukraine in 2020. The project's goal was to research the potential of especially dangerous pathogens to be transmitted via migratory birds, including the highly patho uh, pathogenic H5N1 flu, whose lethality for humans can reach up to 50%, as well as Newcastle disease, the use of migratory birds for possible delivery of pathogens <laughs> was a major research program between Smith, uh, Smithsonian Institute and the US Department of Defense in the past. 
The proof of all this is being collected by the Russian military as I speak. These leaked documents, and you can view these documents yourself as they're making their way around the internet. Just add credence to why Russia is in Ukraine, or one factor why Russia is in Ukraine. So the America is not only funding these bio labs, they're actually operating them and what pathogens, deadly pathogens they're making are going to set us, uh, set onto the world, who knows. But I'll tell you what, more worryingly, Zelensky, the self-proclaimed hero and celebrity, has just adopted the World Economic Forum's proposals as Ukraine becomes the first country to implement Klaus Schwab's Great Reset. Now, this is worrying to me. So, <clears throat> Zelensky has just signed into law the first steps of Klaus Schwab's Great Reset. He announced he is introducing a social credit application, the motherfucker, combining universal basic income, UBI, a digital identity and a vaccine passport, all within their DII app. He also says that because so much money is coming into the Ukraine, as he has become an international celebrity, he has legalised cryptocurrencies in Ukraine. He will allow foreign and Ukrainian cryptocurrencies exchanges to operate legally according to the country's Ministry of Digital uh, Transformation. So one must understand that Ukraine has been a tool for the US for a long time. And now it seems it's been used to introduce the first steps to the Great Reset. How long has this been going on? How long has Ukraine been the US's bitch? So, well, with a little research, I found this report going back to 2009 and what a worrying report it is. Listen to this. And, uh, first off, this uh, the mutant flu virus, which has sent waves of panic throughout Western Ukraine, continues exceedingly unstoppable march. Only the fevered speculation of where it came from is spreading faster than the illness. Igor Ogrodnev reports tonight from Western Ukraine. One and a half million have been infected. Tens of thousands more fall ill every day. More than 300 people, many of them with no previous health problems, are dead. There is a high population density and internal migration in the Ukraine, and this creates a greater risk for our country. But the rapid spread of disease has given rise to rumors, finger-pointing and conspiracy theories. Doctors in Western Ukraine have told of post-mortems where the lungs of the victims were said to be as black as charcoal, comparing the symptoms to the Spanish flu which wiped out millions in 1918. Others even believe a pneumonic plague is to blame for the high death toll. Another theory causing a frenzy on the internet links the outbreak to deliberate mass spraying of chemicals by planes over Kiev. Local newspapers reported hundreds of eyewitness accounts suggesting this. And then there are those who claim the epidemic was engineered by pharmaceutical companies. When you look at what's happening in Ukraine, and, and the fact is that this may be a mutation of H1N1, autopsies being performed are showing that the victim's lungs are pitch black. The research uh, in H1N1, uh, we can trace it back 
to basically, it should be called the Jurassic flu. Uh, the DNA of a woman who died of the 1918 Spanish flu, the 1918 pandemic, was recovered from uh, her corpse. Uh, her, her, the DNA was used to recreate this virus. The World Health Organization denies that this is anything but ordinary swine flu, but warns that the situation remains critical. This is a virus which everyone is susceptible to, and we don't know in whom it will cause severe disease and in whom it might just cause mild disease. So everyone needs to take a precaution against this disease. The government response has come under attack. No vaccinations were given before the outbreak, and critics say not enough Tamiflu was stockpiled. Now the antiviral drugs have arrived, but there are uncertainties about who's being given access to them. People in the streets say that ahead of the presidential election, politicians have used the crisis to boost their profile or shoot down their rivals. There's one piece of advice for the government. Stop confusing the population. Meanwhile, in western Ukraine, whole hospitals have been converted into emergency wards. Stefania Petrikovich began to feel unwell one day two weeks ago. Soon she could barely breathe and had a temperature of almost 40. I was nearly dead when I was delivered here. They put me on drip and I don't even remember what happened afterwards. Authorities say infection rates have stabilized for the moment, despite what the rumor mongers say. And the streets are full again. Here in Lviv, people are acting as if the threat has receded. Unlike a few weeks ago, hardly anyone is wearing protective masks. But the scope of the swine flu problem remains astonishing. Officials say familiarity with virus precautions is breeding complacency and warn that new waves of disease are imminent. Igor Gorodnev, RT, Lvov. Hmm. Now, that was back in 2009. They are, of course, talking about the H1N1 virus, swine flu, but a mutated version. So one has to question, were these US biolabs in Ukraine pre-swine flu pandemic? And if they were, were they created in these labs? So that was a report going back to 2009. So those in the know hypothesized that the US has been testing all sorts of pathogens on an unsuspecting Ukrainian public for years now. So much for America caring so much about these people, eh? It's like, hey, Russia, hands off Ukraine. They are our test subjects, motherfuckers. So all this leads me to ask this question. Was Ukraine a testing ground for the US to create deadly pathogens for future use on an unsuspecting world? I'll leave that one with you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, toodle fucking do. Well, give me a concrete example of how you use the press this way, how a false story is planted and how you got it published. Well, for example, in my, my war, the Angola war that I helped to manage, 
Uh, one third of my staff was propaganda. Ironically, it's called covert action inside the CIA. Outside, that means the violent part. Uh, I had propagandists all over the world, principally in London, Kinshasa, and Zambia. We, were, we would take stories which we would write and put them in the Zambia Times and then pull them out and send them to a, a journalist on our payroll in Europe. But his cover story, you see, would be that he, would, he had gotten them from his stringer in Lusaka who had gotten them from the Zambia Times. We had the complicity of the government of Zambia, Kenneth Kaunda, if you will, to put these false stories into his newspapers. But after that point, the journalists, uh, Reuters and AFP, uh, the management was not witting of it. Now, our contact man in Europe was, and we pumped just, just dozens of stories about Cuban atrocities, Cuban rapists. Uh, in one case, we had the Cuban rapists caught uh, and tried by the Ovimbundu maidens who had been their victims. And then we ran photographs that made almost every newspaper in the country of the Cubans being executed by the Ovimbundu women who supposedly had been their victims. You, these were and, fake photos? Oh, absolutely. We didn't know of one single atrocity committed by the Cubans. It was pure, raw, false propaganda to, to create a, an illusion of communists, you know, eating babies for breakfast and that sort of totally false propaganda.